Hi, I'm Jeffrey, and welcome back to Nightfalls. Come, settle in for tonight's soothing bedtime story. As always, don't worry if you fall asleep before the end. You can drift off whenever you're ready. I got a wonderful review recently from a mum who has used my stories to help her sleep whilst going through sleepless nights with her baby. I was so grateful to hear I've played a part in helping you through those magical but difficult nights. I'd love to hear from more of you, so if you haven't yet, please leave a review and give me your feedback via the link in the show notes. Thank you, your support is so special. Come, get cosy beside the fire as we rejoin Lawrence Hargreaves on his pedal-powered adventure across the continents. Tonight, his two wheels transport him across Japan's Shimanami Kaido, perhaps better described as the path through paradise. As Lawrence enjoys verdant countryside and stunning temples, his trip has me wondering if I ought to dust off my bicycle helmet. Before we begin, here's a quick word from our valued sponsors who make this free content possible. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. For the best way to fall asleep with Nightfalls, you can now become a premium supporter. Enjoy the entire back catalogue of Nightfalls classics, all with a rich, immersive and totally ad-free experience. If you love falling asleep to Nightfalls, Nightfalls Premium will elevate your sleep while helping to support myself and the team. We love creating Nightfalls, but without supporters, it wouldn't be possible. Join Nightfalls Premium today in just two taps on both Apple Podcasts or via the Supercast link found in the show notes for all other podcast players. Your sleep will thank you for it, and so will I. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas. Arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. Isn't the point of traveling to get away from it all? To feel the best you've ever felt? Then maybe you should check out Aruba. 
You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. When your trip comes to an end, you won't need another vacation because you just had the vacation. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Lawrence Hargreaves looked at the painted blue lines on the smooth road beneath him. It marked the course of the Shimanami Kaido, one of the most famous cycling routes in the world. The blue line was there to guide travellers from one end of the route to the other, from Onomichi City through six islands connected by bridges and finishing at Imabari City. It was approximately 70 kilometres in length, and Lawrence was confident he could complete it before nightfall. With a smile on his face, he reckoned he would complete it more quickly if he stopped gazing in wonder at the beautiful landscape which surrounded him, especially the pink clouds of cherry blossom trees which lined almost every street and road. Looking at the blue line caused a joyful anticipation to fill his heart. This was a journey he'd been looking forward to for a long time. Lawrence had left his overnight accommodation a few hours ago. He'd found a cafe and enjoyed a fortifying breakfast. After that, he'd taken a short ferry ride to the island of Mukaishima, and now he was about to begin his cycling journey. He climbed onto the bicycle he'd rented the day before when he had arrived in Onomichi City. There had been a delightful array of vehicles to choose from in the shop, and Lawrence had been spoilt for choice. In the end, he decided on a bike which had a power assist feature. His decision had been based on the helpful information given by the woman who ran the hire shop, who told him there would be many inclines along the route, and any extra power would certainly help him. Lawrence put his hands on the bars and wondered about the other people who had rented this bike before him. What were their stories? What other routes had those people ridden? Perhaps they'd been on the same ones he had over the years. He puts his foot on the pedal and off he went. One smooth rotation after another. It came to him as easily as walking. A gentle breeze flowed over him, bringing the delicate fragrance of cherry blossom his way. Glancing to his left, he saw the Seto Island Sea 
lapping on the shore of Mukaishima Island. The sun shone brightly on the gently undulating waves, making the water sparkle and twinkle as though diamonds had been cast upon its surface. The cycling lane was wide and the tarmac smooth. The unbroken blue line continued into the distance, constantly guiding him on, no map needed. It reminded Lawrence of the Wizard of Oz story when the characters followed the yellow brick road. He rode further inland and took in the sights and sounds around him. An elderly couple strolled along the pavement, holding hands. They looked his way and waved. He returned their greeting. A cyclist on the opposite side of the road nodded in acknowledgement as they passed each other and called out a cheering greeting in a language Lawrence didn't recognise. In return... Lawrence bade him a joyful, good morning. Petals from blossom trees floated free from their branches and settled on the road like floral confetti. Lawrence's feet fell into an easy rhythm. The sound of his tires on the road was a soothing one, which brought him a sense of peace. He rode past small houses which had lines of washing in their gardens, which flapped back and forth in the breeze. Shops lined the road, some with an impressive selection of vending machines outside them, the blue line led him ever onwards. Soon the houses grew fewer and the background changed from a residential one to one with a tropical feel. Tall trees came into view. Low hedges peeped through metal barriers. Hills rose majestically in the distance blanketed in bountiful green vegetation. Lawrence noticed small hut-like structures at the side of the road, which seemed to be bus stops. They looked cosy and welcoming. On his left, he saw grey-roofed houses huddled together in a valley, He carried on cycling, feeling more and more relaxed with every passing minute. On the horizon, he caught glimpses of the sparkling sea. He was getting closer to the southern part of Mukaishima Island and nearer to the bridge, which would take him to the next island. A few minutes later, the Unoshima Bridge came into view. It was an impressive suspension bridge painted in white 
which glimmered in the sun. It was similar in style to the Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco. A winding road took Lawrence on a gentle incline up to the bridge, which was a two-tiered structure. Motor vehicles travelled on the top level, leaving the lower one for cyclists and pedestrians. Lawrence's speed slowed as he cycled onto the lower, covered part of the bridge. He rode over it at a leisurely pace. The hum of vehicles on the tier above accompanied him on the short ride. Lawrence exited the bridge and felt the sun on him again. He continued on his way, now on Inoshima Island. More cyclists passed by on the other side, and smiling salutations were shared between them. The sun was pleasantly warm on his back, and a welcome breeze kept him cool. The road was smooth, and the bicycle was a joy to handle. The undulating terrain gave Lawrence a wonderful view of the far-off ocean and the rolling hills. He noticed a group of cyclists gathered outside a convenience store. He took the opportunity for a break and pulled into the area. He secured his bike and spent a few minutes conversing with his fellow travellers. The language barrier wasn't an issue at all, and Lawrence found it easy to understand what was being conveyed. He bought a light lunch from the shop along with a cold drink. His new friends invited him to sit with them for a while. As they ate, they talked about other cycling adventures they'd been on. Lawrence wasn't surprised at the reaction he received when he mentioned he lived near the Yorkshire Dales in England. There were cries of delight and comments about how beautiful the area was and that it was on many cyclists' wish lists. It was soon time for Lawrence to be on his way. He got back onto his bike and, with a wave to his friends, he returned to the road. The blue line, a reassuring sign that he was going the right way. Onwards, he cycled through the verdant countryside. In no time at all, he arrived at another suspension bridge. He cycled across it to the island of Ikuchi. There were a couple of places he wanted to visit on the island, so he took the coastal option of the Shimanami Kaido and followed the blue line as it took him towards a popular tourist attraction. He soon arrived at his destination, 
the Kosanji Temple, a Buddhist complex. It had been founded in 1936 by Kanemoto Kozo as a monument to his mother. Once his cycle was secured, Lawrence walked towards the beautiful entrance, which was framed by tall columns. He paid the admission fee and entered the area. He stopped at an information board and read it. Then he began to stroll through the grounds, which were full of one amazing sight after the other. Red pillars reached towards the sky. Painted white dragons encircled around them. An impressive five-tiered pagoda took centre stage and many visitors were gathered outside it. Looks of awe on their faces. The rich green of the tiled roof and the vibrant reds of the woodwork looked even more impressive in the light of the spring sun. The calming sound of running water came from somewhere nearby, and the melody added a peaceful note to the atmosphere. Open courtyards were surrounded by an abundance of blossom trees, the delicate pinks, a beautiful contrast against the clear, blue sky. Lawrence walked through an archway and towards a building that had many carvings decorating its walls. Mystical beings looked down from the eaves. Characters from history had been captured in frescoes along the richly painted surfaces. Lawrence noticed a narrow pathway a short distance away and walked towards it. He soon found an empty bench beneath the shade of a palm tree. He sat down and watched people going by. The sun was warm and the breeze was soothing. Sun-cast shadows flickered over the path. The wind gently whispered through the trees. A delicate aroma of cherry blossom and tropical flowers scented the air. Lawrence stayed for a while, lost in the calmness of the moment. After a while, he rose from the bench and headed towards another feature of the Kosanji Temple a sculptured garden that had been created out of Italian marble. The name of the garden was the Hill of Hope. Lawrence arrived at the area and came to a stop. He'd read about the Hill of Hope before his visit, but hadn't expected it to be so captivating and enchanting. A vast array of white sculptures filled his view. They looked ethereal, as though they belonged to another world. 
Huge marble blocks were arranged throughout the garden to represent certain themes. Some had been given names which translated into Four Seasons of the Wind, Breeze Road, and Flame for the Future. The sculptor of the garden had worked in harmony with the surrounding landscape, taking into account the light and colours which prevailed there. The result was an environment of total peace and quiet, somewhere to contemplate the beauty of nature. Conversations amongst visitors were respectfully subdued as though everyone knew that no more than a whisper was needed there. Lawrence ran his hand lightly over some of the structures, feeling the coolness of the marble beneath his fingers. He walked along a smooth marble path and climbed a series of carved steps to the summit of the garden. He came to an amazing work of art called The Tower of Light. Two separate pieces of marble leaned towards each other, resting together at the top to create a triangular shape. The sculpture was said to represent hope. Lawrence took in the magnificent view The sparkling white of the marble garden blended easily with the temple buildings lower down. Further out, he saw the Seto Island Sea and watched fishing vessels sailing across the water, their flags waving in the wind. Lawrence took some deep, refreshing breaths of the clear air. The Hill of Hope was a magical place, and he felt privileged to be a part of it, if only for a short while. He lingered a little longer before making his way back down the marble steps and towards his bike. He cycled away from the temple and joined the coastal road once more, the blue line guiding him on. The other stop he wished to make on the island was Setoda Sunset Beach, which was further south. Onwards, he cycled. The road was smooth beneath him. The bike felt robust and steady. The sky was wide and blue. Very soon he heard the tranquil sound of the sea lapping at the shore. A few minutes later he arrived at Satoda Sunset Beach. Once his bike was fastened in one of the allocated stands, Lawrence wandered through the entrance to the beach. An arch of golden sand stretched out in front of him, 
some visitors reclined on the beach. Others were dipping their toes in the water. Lawrence bought an ice cream, a mouth-watering combination of layered raspberry and chocolate flavours, which swirled into a tall peak above a crispy cone. He walked onto the soft sand and sat down to enjoy his treat. The waves washed slowly back and forth over the sand. Seabirds dipped and swooped over rising and falling waves. The breeze was balmy against his face. Lawrence imagined how beautiful the beach must look at sunset. A picturesque panorama of changing colours. Orange giving way to soft pink as the sun dipped below the horizon. The pink turning darker until it was purple transforming the daytime sky to a twilight one. Twinkling stars and the crescent moon would complete the picture. He was tempted to stay at the beach and watch the day go pleasantly by, but the call of the open road was one he couldn't resist. He finished his ice cream and stood up. He brushed sand off himself before returning to his bicycle. The hired bike now felt familiar to him, and it was a pleasure to manoeuvre it along the winding road of the Shimanami Kaido again, and the boost of electric power certainly helped with the inclines along the way. He reached Tatara Bridge next, which took him over to the island of Omishima. There was a monument on the island called the Cyclist Sanctuary. According to the photos Lawrence had seen online, it was a collection of three carved stones, with a fourth one placed across the top of them. When he'd first seen the image... Lawrence thought it looked similar to Stonehenge. The monument was something Lawrence had to see for himself, so he headed towards it. And he wasn't the only one who wanted to see it. A group of fellow cyclists were gathered around the carved stones. When Lawrence joined them, they soon started chatting about all things to do with their cycling adventures. Lawrence was delighted to encounter a man whom he'd met on a previous road trip when he had cycled along the Big Sur route in California. They talked about what they'd been up to since they'd last met and where their next adventures might take them. Photographs were taken of the cyclists next to the monument with the Tatara Bridge providing a spectacular backdrop. 
Lawrence bade farewell to everyone before returning to the road. He was nearing the end of the route and wanted to savour every moment along the way. The next bridge was an arched one. It led him to the smaller island of Hakatajima, an area known for shipbuilding, which was confirmed by the tall cranes stationed near the water. It didn't take Lawrence long to ride through the island, and presently he came to another bridge, Kurishima Bridge. At a length of just over four kilometers, it was the longest suspension bridge in the world and spanned a vast expanse of water as it stretched from one piece of land to the other. The journey across it was a delight. The wide open sky merged seamlessly with the clear blue sea beneath it. It gave Lawrence a whimsical feeling of being on a flying bicycle. It brought back an image of the first bike he'd been given as a child and the feeling of freedom he'd experienced as he rode around the local park. He had felt like he could go anywhere in the world on his trusty two-wheeled vehicle. That feeling had stayed with him all his life and led him on many unforgettable cycling journeys. Lawrence came to the end of the bridge and arrived at Oshima Island. There was a legendary view which he had to witness. He took the winding road through the hills which led to the Kirosan Observatory Park. Once he reached it, he dismounted from his cycle and pushed it over to one of the viewpoints. The observatory park was known for offering a spectacular view of the Shimanami Kaido. And on clear days, a person could see Mount Ishizuchi in the distance, the highest mountain in western Japan. Lawrence looked at the scene which showed the Kurishima Bridge to perfection. With its tall towers and elevated road, the bridge was like something from a mythical tale, a road that led to adventure and wonderment. The tops of emerald-coloured islands in the distance were covered in a light heat haze, giving them a mirage-like appearance. few clouds drifted across the sky, their reflections rippling over the sea below. Lawrence hadn't finished his journey yet. There was one more bridge to cross before he reached Imabari City. But for now, he was content to stay where he was and gaze upon the captivating tableau in front of him. 
the sun moved closer to the horizon. The fluffy white clouds turned into delicate shades of pink. They reminded Lawrence of the constant view of cherry blossom trees, which had been part of his journey that day. Lawrence rested his hands on the railing, entranced by the changing colours of the sky and the sight of the impressive bridge below him. Time stood still as he watched the sun slowly disappear below the horizon. Swathes of orange and mauve appeared across the sky. It had been a day of wonder and serenity. Cycling along the Shimanami Kaido was something Lawrence would never forget. Even though Lawrence thought he might like to stay there forever, it was almost time to rest. He hopped back on his bike and continued over the Kurushima Kaikyo Bridge. He cycled over the last portion, heading towards the larger island that lay host to Imabari City. Around him, bathed in the soft colours of sunset, he saw sloping expanses of foliage rising from the blue sea beneath him. The bridge was high in the air, straight and wide, and gave him ample opportunity to soak in the wide open space of the bay. Before long, he found himself joining the streets of Imabari City, Low houses with colourful sloped roofs lined the streets, interspersed with the odd grocery store and a temple or two. Lawrence stopped for a moment to take in the sight of Imabari Castle. Its whitewashed walls rove above a square moat, Reflections of golden streetlights shone on the water's surface. The castle was ornate, with pointed roofs made from lattices of wood, ornate copper, and wide beams. It was quiet, except for the occasional splash of a fish popping above the surface and diving back down again. Lawrence took a deep breath. It was a serene sight and the perfect end to a long day. As he headed to his hotel, he focused his ears on the quiet of the night that surrounded him and took satisfaction from the end of a wonderful day, cycling along the Shimanami Kaido.